I cared, I probably would be too scared to promote people that people don't want to promote. You know, it, it takes fearlessness to be first, you know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone, you know, and you get scrutinized by people that do move with a crowd because they got to make you look bad to make themselves look good. It's all part of the game. What up, what up, what up? Before we jump into the 5 p.m. in Calgary, I just want to give y'all a little bit of heads up. So, boom. Um, y'all know when I'm not in the studio, I record off my phone. And uh, pretty much we had like a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, everything worked real smooth. I went to go save and I caught an error. Luckily, Lo was actually recording himself. And um, we got the whole episode. So, the episode is kind of like a different flip from how I would record with, say, uh, Stacy out in Atlanta. Uh, so it would be you hear me more on the phone, um, on the other side of the phone, giving an interview versus the other way around normally. And uh, not going to lie, <laughs> there's a couple bumps and bruises on here. Um, normally, I would discard the interview simply because of quality issues, but... His story is great um, and it's dope and somebody needs to hear it. And uh, I enjoyed this interview. I enjoyed it. Uh, I ain't going to hold you, yo. It kind of remind me like a like a up north version of me. Um, this, this dude, he has uh, a voice in this in this uh, podcast game. And I feel like. I, I will stand with him on this. Like, you know, certain people with podcasts, and I really don't even fuck with, like, but I fuck with your interviews. He's got some great... I, I'm not going to spoil the interview, but he has some great stuff that we, we discussed on this um interview. And uh, I just let y'all be the judge of it, man. I hope you love it. Shout out to Calgary. Shout out to all of Canada. Um, shout out to Lo. Shout out to... Um, you know, check out his podcast from the desk of low, available on Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. It's 5 p.m. in Calgary. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. It's a very special, very, very special edition of Baltimore County Forever. The title is 5 p.m. in Calgary, inspired by uh, inspired by Drake's, I believe it's two songs he has, that's similar to this. I think it's four or five in Calabasas. And, um, I'm sorry, 4 p.m. in Calabasas and 6 p.m. in New York. And he has another one with Dallas as well. But um, I have a special guest from the Dust of Love. Uh, I have Low on. What up, sir? I appreciate you having me on the show. What's going on, man? Uh, you know, I'm just in the studio right now, man. I'm recording some interviews right now. I actually uh, knocked out two right now. I'm waiting on two more, possibly a third one. You know, I, I keep it busy, man. I got to keep my keep steady on my craft. Yeah, man, I feel you. Know, that, that's a blessing right there. So, um, so who are you? Let's, let's start there. Well... Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a simple guy, you know, I'm a 27-year-old from out of Calgary, Alberta, for people don't know, who don't know, uh, I'm in Canada. Um, you, you know, basically, I, I always wanted to do something with music, you know. Um, 
I just didn't know it would be a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, um, I always wanted, like, I'll give you the exclusive. I always wanted to be a rapper. Really? Yeah, but my, my but my rhymes like whack. You know, I used to write to like, you know, a rap music beats. I used to rap to Dr. Dre beats. You know, but like, you know, um, that's just not. You know, I, I used to have anxiety. You know, and I recently just got over my anxiety, and um, you know, I, I, I tried rapping. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I didn't try it. I just like I, 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 I have good ears for music, right? And my shit's whack. I'm not gonna. Sit here and tell you and tell you I'm like yo I was spitting DMX bars or something like that. No, that wasn't me. Like that was whack. But like I always had a knowledge of music. You know I knew I knew groups that most people wouldn't even heard of. You know and then like for me to have my platform that I started on May second. I only dropped first uh, when I first started. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like my first three episodes. Like, it's all solo. Like, if you go back and look at, like, since I released it, like, I made sure I wanted to release my podcast on uh, Apple. And I dropped three solo um, episodes. Basically, it's just basically me talking to myself. I didn't know what I was doing the first episode, right? It was just me, like, basically venting and stuff like that because I was going through a lot in my life, you know? And, you know, sometimes any darkest moments can be your brightest moments. And then, um... Around episode two, I started getting the hang of, you know, I can make, make this a kind of a, like a hip-hop podcast or a review. So I did like the Slaughterhouse uh, review for one of my uh, second podcast episodes. That's my favorite group, group ever. Uh, shout out to Slaughterhouse. Shout out to Crook. You know, I got to interview Crook for my season finale for season one. Well, Crook, if you're listening. Um, and then my third episode is actually a review of Pusha T. Uh, Drake, the story of Adi Don, if you ever heard of that. It's about the lyrics for me because, like, I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. Like, yo, I used to be the biggest Drake fan. I used to be like, yo, man, you couldn't tell me nothing about Drake. It wasn't until about recently, until, like, um, about his kid. You know, you're hiding your kid from the world and all that shit, you know, that, like, uh, it was weird. If you're gonna hide your kid from the world, that just kind of made me lose respect for him. And plus, yo, I'm all about, and, and what you said, what um, connects with me more those street rappers connect with me more because, you know, I'm not, get, like, I don't want to get here and, like, you know, tell y'all, get into it, but, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I I never used to be the perfect individual. It wasn't until, like, about, like, six, five years ago I got my life together. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, so, um, what is it like growing up in Canada? Specifically Calgary. Growing up in Calgary? Man, like the weather's fucked here. I ain't gonna lie to you. You can have four <laughs> different se- you like you can have four different seasons in one day. Damn. Yeah, I'm not even fronting with you. Anyone from Calgary could tell you that. So what? So what? What was your upbringing like? What was my upbringing like? Oh shit! Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's uh, one hell of a question, bro. Um. I don't know, I came from, you know, like, 
most of my life, you know, I was like, uh, I was just, I was a normal kid, you know, I played video games, you know, uh, I lived in Red Deer until I was about seven, until my grandpa died, and then I moved out to uh, Prince Albert, and then around 20, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2002, I moved out to Calgary, and yeah, it's been, I got into hip-hop when I moved here, and that's what uh, Big Din is here, why I wanted to move here, because I got to hip-hop here, and I came from a small city, so when I come from, like, a small city like Prince Albert, and I come to, like, uh, a city like Calgary, it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay, my, my first, how can I, how can I put this, uh, my first interaction growing up to Calgary would be, uh, the Heart Foundation. Um, are you familiar with I don't know if you watch wrestling or have watched wrestling as a kid. I feel like everybody has at least. Um, so like I know, like the like the brand of the heart, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's like, yo, I fuck up the WWE. Nah, but I know of them, no. Okay, so you not, have you ever met any of them? Or? Nah, man, I met more rappers than I met more wrestlers. I met Royce the Five Nine and uh, Kid Vicious. Okay. And I met T.I., but yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. That, I got pictures for that. That was a bullshit-ass meeting. <laughs> Alright. Um, what are your influences in the podcast game? Oh, shit. Glad you asked that question. Yo, my main influence is the Joe Budden podcast and uh, Tax Stone. Ah, Tax. Yeah, yo, Tax. Tax, one of my main influences when it comes to podcasting. What was your favorite uh, Tax? The Beanie Siegel or the Oskino one, but probably, but probably, hang on, hang on, I got ahead of myself. Probably the Meek Mill one because that shit was legendary right there. I always said, um, up until, up until the Joe Buzz and Pusha T, um, episode, I feel like the Tech Stone and Beanie Siegel episode was probably the best interview I've heard in years. Mm. Yeah, every, everyone's been saying, yeah, I get a lot of, yeah, a lot of people tell me that too. I never heard that much about the Pusha T, right? Because, uh, I don't know, I haven't been keeping up with the Joe Budden podcast because I've been perfecting my own craft. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. Um, I know uh, I was watching Gary Owens on Breakfast Club and he was like, as a comedian, he doesn't watch other comedians perform. Simply yeah, because you don't want to be in a position that you possibly can get the same information and put it out to the world on your platform. So it kind of looks like plagiarism. So I totally understand him on that. But sometimes he still does shop and steal. So in order to get the, um, the best product, sometimes you do have to watch it to make sure what to do and what not to do. So uh, sometimes I get caught in the, in the crosswires and trying to figure out if I really want to watch this shit or not. But, um... Outside of Drake, being from Canada, um, what are some up-and-coming artists out of Canada that you listen to? Well, I actually got an interview, um, this guy named Patrick, shout out to Rami for putting me on to Patrick, he's a, he's an up-and-coming artist out of Toronto, this guy gonna be as big as Drake, man, I'm telling you that. Mm-hmm. So does he have any music out, anything I could put in a bio to uh, have the people um, click on it? Yeah, he actually released a new EP called Spadina. It's uh, it's based on the street in uh, in Toronto. Uh, you spell Patrick P A T R I K for the people listening. Okay, all right. Um, are you familiar with uh, Cardinal Fischel? 
Yes, I am, sir. I love that song that he has with, uh, well, it's actually a remix, uh, Set It Off with Dr. Dre and the Eclipse, because uh, Dre jumped on that. And uh, But the original's featuring Cardinal featuring the Eclipse. I'm, for, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite artists. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that particular um, song is on uh, Not For Sale. Not yes, for sale. it is. One of his, one of his uh, great albums on uh, when he was signed to Con, Akon's rec- record label, Con Live, I believe. I don't believe he was signed to Con Vic. I believe it was a different division. Of yeah, I, I remember something like that too. It was like a division of Def Jam or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I really hope he uh, continues to make music. I haven't heard anything from him recently. I jumped on his live one day. I jumped on uh, one of his Ask Me Questions and I, I gave him major props to remix to number one. It has Burton Levy and Busta Rhymes on it. Him and Busta Rhymes on songs together is, is just fantastic. Um, your favorite group is, is, is Slaughterhouse, you said? Oh, hell yeah, that's my favorite group. Yeah, let's get into Slaughterhouse. I love that first album. Um, which is better, the the album that they had on E1, titled Slaughterhouse, or this is, what is it called, This Is Our House? Uh, the one which that one? they had on E1 is called Slaughterhouse, and the one on Shady Records is called Welcome to Our House. Welcome to our house. So which one is better? Man, I get that question all the time. Uh, to be honest, um, probably the second album. Really? Yeah, because, like, you know, like, it's not about, like, it's because how Eminem was on it. It's because, like, how they evolved as an MC. Because if you look at all of them from, like, from their first album, and then if you listen to all their features when they were... Um, appearing on Eminem's recovery, appearing on um, the Bad Meets Evil joint, and then their all their appearances like on the Fast Five soundtrack, and all the way up to their album dropped. And then when that album dropped, it's like their their their, their lyrics sonically like Joe Budden. I never heard Joe Budden spit like that fast before. He wasn't spitting like that that fast on the first album, but but I do. I do uh, ha- have their first album of theirs to a very high standard because, like, they set the tone or they made that album in seven days. Yeah, I I, I love that man. That that first album was something crazy. Like, uh, um, with the song that they had, uh, the onslaught is that that's onslaught too. Right. Yeah, yeah, onslaught two is on the actual slaughterhouse uh, one because the when they because like all of their so I got into them when they first just started dropping songs like whack him sees onslaught one you know draw money on the floor but yeah go ahead it's onslaught two yeah. yeah onslaught one I don't think a lot of people know that onslaught one is actually a sample of a freestyle from Stack Bundle salute me or shoot me um, I knew Bundle, that sounded familiar. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. So, the the initial onslaught that you may hear has that bonus in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, I always thought that was dope. And I thought I always paid tribute because him being uh, Joe Button's like, homeboy prior to him being murdered. Um, so, uh, I, I think that first album was like the world finally got to see something like that. And then it was like they went on the Rock the Bell. Um, that's why, uh, on one of the songs, Joe Button says, uh, he, he, he says, um, I'm trying to think what, what 
Cut You Loose. Yeah, they, I, that's produced by Denon Porter. Yeah, from D12. Yeah. Fact. Yeah, they, uh, that was probably like the best, my, like my favorite song on there. Because uh, basically really? what, what Joe Burns was saying. Man. On one, one part, he says, uh, it's like a reference to hip hop. And uh, when he goes and he says, uh, damn, when he says the Method Man line. And like a lot of people, I don't, I was, it was a long time ago when he was beefing with the Wu-Tang. But, uh, so it was like a, a catch on words, like, all right, well, you can have this shit. I don't, I don't even care. Like, I told Stack my attic, it's so met the man, you can have that bitch. Like, it was a reference to calling hip hop a woman and like kind of throwing like, man, I don't even care. Like, you can have it. I understand that you came from this era and you feel like we don't respect y'all type of music so you could just add this shit so I always thought that was just a dope bar um let's see uh so you we gave you gave everybody your favorite group what is your favorite artist uh well that's easy right there uh Hove Jay-Z mm. yeah I seen that you went to the uh the 444 show out there um what what did that album do for you because personally i know with that particular album um i knew it was okay for me to start my podcast like i could put away the the fear of of just putting stuff off and not being to a point that i feel like i could do it on my own excuse me so i knew what i know what that album did for me and just giving me a clear eye of what i really want to do in life and just getting through all the bullshit that I had going on in my life. So what did the album do for you? Man, <clears throat> that album, man, like, came at a point in my life where, like, you know, I was, like, trying to figure myself out. Um, that album, uh, the song, the single Smile and the song 444, I went to that concert with a good friend of mine. Me and her don't talk anymore, but, um, mm. yeah, you know, it was a good time in my life, and I always remember that time in my life. But that, that album, that album and that concert... Well, always me mean a lot to me. Same with that girl too, you know, because she was a big part of my life. Actually, she was a big reason why I started this podcast. We don't talk anymore, though. Yeah, that actually, you know what, yo, I ain't gonna hold you. That sound like me. <laughs> I broke up with my girl. And, no, she uh, wasn't my girl though. Let's get this. Let's get that out the way. She wasn't my girl though. I want to get that like oh, okay. She wasn't my girl. Like she was just. She's just a good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. I'm talking about me specifically. Oh. Like, uh, I broke up with I my I just want to let that, for the people listening, that, that they may know me. And stop yeah. putting the pieces together. Oh, what? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, how do you pick your guest? How do I pick my guest? Yeah. Um... It's basically who I listen to, man. Like, I get a friend with you. It's kind of weird how to you know. My first guest was Kid Vicious, Royce the Five Nines little brother. Okay. Um, I, I just reached out. I, I remember when I first started this podcast, people asked me, yo, how come you don't do people from your own town? You know? Um, you know, the truth is, you know, I tried to do people from my own town. Nobody wanted to do it. Um, mm. It's kind of fucked up how that works, eh? Yeah. Like so. Okay. Uh. We'll, all right. So we'll get we'll get to that 
your so, kid vicious. But like, so you said like people, like local rappers didn't want to do it, or just like your friends, like nobody. Like my friend Vic was always down to do it, or just like you know, I just like he was always, every time he wanted to do it, I wasn't really into it, and our schedules wasn't working, and like I tried reaching out to local rappers and stuff like that, and they didn't want to do it. So with that, would you still put like, would you still showcase their music even though they don't want to do the podcast? You know, I made a promise to uh, somebody who, uh, who's a rapper here. I told them that, you know, once they'll get their, their music off the ground, that I put them first, you know, but like, you know, like my resume, I built up a pretty good resume since, you know, uh, June 15th. So, you know, I might put on local rappers it just you know or just like they gotta reach out to me you gotta show consistency like how bad do you really want to talk about your craft cause like I'm not gonna chase people anymore like I'm at a point where like I built up a resume it's like listen like I wanna give you an opportunity I just gave some I just gave some kid out in Buffalo his first ever podcast interview shout out to Corey Enigma um you know, I'm willing to give anyone a chance. It's just like, you got to show me consistency and like, how bad do you want something in life? Like, it's like what Crooked Eye, I mean, sorry, it's like what uh, Petey Crack told me during our interview. How bad do you want this in life? Or is this just something that you're doing as a hobby? Like, you know, you got to make this important. It's got you, your craft, even like talking about your craft during an interview, it got to mean to world to you. Like, God got to see like, yo, like, you know, you, you got to be consistent with your craft. Mm-hmm. So how'd you go about getting uh, Kid Vicious to be on your podcast? Cause you're getting established rappers on your podcast, and that's not like a, a, a rather easy thing to do from somebody on the outside looking in. So how do you go about getting guests such as that? It's all about how you talk. I'm not going to lie. It's all about how you talk to people. It's all about how you approach them. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wanted a crook, crook, uh, Kim Crooked or a or people who don't know his new name, uh, Crooked Eye was supposed to be the first guest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just didn't work out like that. Um, it's all about how you talk to people and how you take your approach to letting people know, like, you know, you got they got to know your intentions because we're living in 2018 where people... I how old are you? I'm 29. Okay, so you're like two years older than me, so I'm 27. So, like, you got to understand in the people in the era we're living in, there is a bunch of cloud chasers out there. Like, people, like, they look at DJ Academics and they, they look at people already like, man, they don't fucking, they gotta listen to Amigos and shit like that. And, like, I wanted to start this podcast also to show people, like, there is people out there who respect bars like that, too. Uh, so it's all about how you talk to people. Uh, what's the name of the group that Kid Vicious is in? Um, he's not in a group, he just, he actually just started a group with his brother, Royce the 5'9", called the Montgomery Bros, I believe. It's, uh, Kid Vish is on the vocals and Royce the 5'9", making the beats. Really? Yeah, they may have something coming soon, but I'm not too sure on that yet. Okay, so... Me and Vicious, like, we always talk, but, like, I always keep Vicious updated on my progress, and, you know, he replies to me when he can. Okay. Alright, so, uh, personal question, with the, um... With Crooked Eye, and it's Crooked Eye and his brothers, They don't they have a rap group together? Yeah, it's called Family Business. Shout out to Family okay. Business. Okay, all right, all right. I, I figured, I'm trying, I was trying to remember, like, who, where do I recognize Kid Vicious from? Um, 
do you feel? Uh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, what is your favorite episode thus far of my podcast? Yes. Oh, man. Um, man, that's a tough one, man. Because <clears throat> I cherish every interview I get, man. Um, I probably, the one that I, my most favorite is probably because the one that I wanted the most was the Kim Crooked because that was my season finale and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wanted to quit after the Kim Crooked episode, uh, podcast episode. Really? Yeah, man, because I didn't know... Once I got the Kim Crooked podcast uh, interview, like, I stopped for, like, a month because I didn't know what I was going to do. Do you feel like that was your ceiling at the time? Like, what do you mean? Like, you like you got into the game. This is your favorite. He's a part of your favorite group. So do you feel like it's like, oh, shit, I, done, I accomplished one of the things I wanted to accomplish, if not the thing I wanted to accomplish, like, actually having a conversation with somebody that started something that I love. So do you, that's what I mean by, like, the ceiling. Yeah, like, like uh, that like that was it. And then, like, you know, I, I sat and then I realized, you know, I got, like, for my first, I didn't realize what the hell I was doing for my first season. For, for my first season, like, I got um, Kid Vicious, Sin City of Dipset, um, Matt Hoffa, the battle rapper, your boy, um, he's known as Rich Rockin' now, Raz Kaz, and Ken Crooked Eye. I only had one upcoming artist, Big Z. And, like, you know, I looked at those episodes throughout the month, I... I, I, I stopped the Kim Crooked uh, episode, and I'm like, I can do something with this. I was just like, I just didn't know what the hell, and then I, I, I thought about it for like three weeks straight. Yeah, I mean, for that to be your first season, that is extremely impressive to get established artists like that. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. Like, that's what I tell myself too, man. I still think I'm dreaming. I still think this is a dream. I'm not gonna lie. I still, I wake up. I still think this is a dream. Like I even so, got, a, I got an offer from one of my guests to go out to Arizona. Really? Yeah, and you know, like I took it. Just like it's not easy for me to just go down in the states like that, you know. But we'll get into that after. Okay. Um. So, what's the end game plan for you? Is it? Staying with podcasting, moving on to radio, TV, movies. I'm just looking for a call, man. Anything, man. Like, I got mo- I got multiple ideas. I got multiple talents I'm just starting to realize, man. Like, acting. Like, I want to make my company the biggest media company ever. I want to make my media company bigger than Hot 97, bigger than Revolt. I want to make it big. I want to I- I wanna make an impact in this world. That's, that's so dope, yeah. That is so dope. Um, what? Okay, you listen to um podcasts outside of yours here and there, right? Yeah. So, um, what do you believe sets you apart from other podcasters? And not only in America, but also Canada. I think it's because, like... I draw inspirations from all of them, and I and then I draw inspiration from what I, who I am in real life, and I put them all together. It's like, uh, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Hell yeah. So you know, like, the fusion technique, right? Yeah. So, like, imagine, like, me doing the fusion technique with, like, all of these different podcasts, like, influencers, and putting them into myself, and, like, um... putting my own personal touch, because I'm not gonna lie, I draw... I'm a little bit of everybody, but then... With my knowledge, that's how I give my own spin to it. That's what sets me apart because I always have a, 
I have a way of making people feel comfortable, and I always have a way of making people laugh. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I really want to... Um... Oh, okay. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. I didn't even ask this, John. All right, so, um, what made you start a podcast by yourself versus having a partner. I remember on one of the episodes I was listening to, and I think you mentioned it earlier, a person named Vic, um, uh, you were talking about, you were initially, I think it was your first episode, you were initially supposed to start uh, another podcast, and you said it might be still coming. I don't know if that's still... So, um, for the people who um, who are listening, it's actually on my SoundCloud. Actually, uh, before all of this, <clears throat> before I started the podcast solo by myself, me and my partner, Vic, uh, we started this podcast called Fuck the Podcast. You can actually look it up on SoundCloud. There's only three episodes, two featuring uh, me and him, one featuring that girl I told you about, uh, her sister, and uh, my good, my good, my, my OG right there, Michael right there. It's my dog right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was, you know, and then after the third... Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, um, there... There is, I don't know if Vic still wants to do it, it's something that, you know, I've been trying to get him into, but uh, I might have something, like another spin-off podcast coming soon, I'm not too sure about that, but it's something I'm, if Vic don't want to do it, I'm willing to do it with somebody else, because I do want to expand my brand. Mm. Um, is it hard coming up with ideas, doing the podcast by yourself, because sometimes like I have, I have um, writer's block sometimes. And uh, I noticed that more people do it. I, I noticed that people do podcasting with other people, I guess, for that reason. But um, do you have any issues doing podcasts solo? To be honest, yo, like, I, I don't mean to flex or anything like that, but I dropped three solo episodes and haven't looked back. Like, every interview I had was, like, every show that I put out was with somebody. Like, I, like that's what I mean. Like, I don't think I can go back to just, you know, doing it by myself. But, but for, for, for somebody like you who, get, who gets writer's block, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice to help you out, too. Because, you know, I want to help people out in the long run, too. So, for, for, that's a dope question that you asked me, so I appreciate that. Um, for somebody who gets writer's block, you know, find something you want to do. Find something that, you know, that... um. That inspires you. Like, if you haven't something, like, um, like topics that you want to, like, that, that ain't coming to your head, like, go put on headphones, go ride the train, you know, like, think of stuff that you want to talk about during the podcast, you know? If, if this podcast is something that you really want to do, you, you got to, like, start thinking, like, you know, about different ideas and how to get ahead of the game and, like, what a great thing to talk about solo and stuff like that. And also, don't be afraid to network with people, you know, and have people on your show. So that's what I mean. I appreciate you reaching out and having, um, this is my first interview. So, yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm a oh, little, that's bit, shocked. Fine. I'm a that's little bit fine. shocked myself. So you're making history, my guy. I appreciate it, man. That's what it's all about, pushing the culture forward. What are some last things that you would uh, give advice-wise outside of the writer's block? Advice in general, getting into podcasting. What is something that you would say to somebody that's just like, man, I want to do it, but I'm not sure if I really want to do it, if anybody's going to listen to it. What is some, some advice you would give some to uh, an up-and-coming podcaster? Man, like, that hasn't even been a year for me, but um, um, an up-and-coming artist, like an up-and-coming podcaster that wants to ask me for advice, let's say, 
be original, be respectful, and also have very, very dope topics. Sometimes you just gotta work on your shit. When you're when you start working on your shit, the universe helps you out. So it's all about working on your craft and like like make it make your podcast worth something. Just don't make no regular po- I just heard this podcast this other day, my 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 friend was showing me and the guy was freaking out bashing his keyboard and I'm like, this yo, this guy's got a podcast? Motherfuckers is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> For real though. Oh, um, alright. I have this question that I, I ask I ask a lot of people. And uh, I wanna pose it to you because you you're you're of the culture, you're hip hop. Alright, so it's gonna be a two part question. Alright. You have the opportunity to put out a song. Your label comes to you and say, Alright, you can put out your debut song. What producer is gonna produce your first song? Like me? Like if some, like if somebody wants to make me an artist? Yeah, if you were a rapper, what? Two, all right, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a couple parts to this question actually. Okay. What kind of a rapper would you be, in the sense of a rapper that's out now? What sound would you, as a rapper, come out with? One, and who would produce your debut song? So like the lane I would be in would probably probably be like the probably be like the um, the crooked eye lane, like the um, like the West Side Gun. Like not talking about the drug stuff, but just talking about the real bars and stuff like Rock Marshall. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> like you know, um, I'll be in that lane. Uh, let's say uh, you know in the lane where from. You know, Prodigy. Prodigy's in my top ten, you know. Like, you know, but I'll, I'll probably be, like, in that kind of line by Prodigy. And honestly, like, to produce my... If I got one producer to, like, make my actual beat... Uh-huh. It'd probably be the RZA. Because I love that era right there. That's, that's my shit right there. Is that your favorite era of hip-hop? Yeah, the 90s? Yeah, that's definitely my favorite era. Um... Alright, so let me give you the last part of this question. It's about, let's say, six months after you drop your first song. Who's on the remix? You get two artists to be on the remix with you. Who would it be? That's, a, that's pretty easy right there, because I always wanted to hear these two on the, on the, on a beat. Um, Meth and Matt and Royce to 5-9. They got a song together. They do? Yep, it's called What's the Beat. It's on DJ Clues. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, not when Royce was drinking. I mean, when Royce is so, because oh, sober. Sober, sober Royce a problem. I'm not saying uh, drunk Royce wasn't, but like, man, sober Royce is on a different level. That's a fact. That's a fact. Because the Book of Ryan and Prime too. That's uh, Lord have mercy. I'm more of a fan of uh, Book of Ryan because it's more personal. Okay. And. uh... Uh, um, damn, I have one more question. I'm trying to think. It's something around that same lane. Uh, you have the opportunity to sign three artists to your label. Who would they be? <laughs> this, this, this is easy right here. Yo, shout out to Jab, man. Uh, Primo Jab. Uh, he a dope underground artist in uh, uh, Atlanta. Um... Let's say 
Can it be anybody, or does it have to be like just unsigned people? Uh, it could be anybody. Anybody. This this is a free. This is this is one of them things. Let's say hip hop doesn't exist right now, and okay. you're just about to sign artists. Let's say it is the nineties. Let's say you are you are the Steve Stout, the uh, Steve Rifkin at the time. The you are a mogul. Okay. CEO. You're putting me in that mind state. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, so what year are we talking about then? Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna make the I might make this a little bit hard for you. From two thousand and five until current. Um, okay. From two thousand and five. Okay, your first pick would be game, right off the top, because game was on fire two thousand five. Okay. Um uh, that's a tough one. Trust me, I asked a couple of people, and we all like. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't. Get, I want. I don't want to give you '90s people because a lot of them have gone on to sign people that connect to other people. You yeah, see I get so, that. Um, let's say, so the game definitely would be one. Um, I would. Uh, let's say uh, Big Sean. Probably sounds like Sean, because, yeah, he, yeah, he's fire. And then, um, pull something out the blue, let's say, from, um, I'm probably saying West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. I love that shit right there. Hitler's West Hermie, that's my shit right there. Yeah. I'm on, like, my third shirt getting from them. Uh, from yeah, Griselda right there. That, that, that's a dope question right there, right there. That's a hell of a question, though. Appreciate it, appreciate it. But, yeah, man, so, you know, I, I appreciate this, man. I, I just wanted to reach out. Um, the the What's crazy is, whether he knows it or not, Flea, Flea Lord is probably the reason why I reached out. Um, I spoke about him with my man, Norm Regular. Shout out to Norm Regular. He's got um he's got an album coming out, um, called Class and Class of '99. But uh, we spoke about him on my uh, series Twenty Five Rounds, and uh, that's also available in the archives. People, along with it being on YouTube, we spoke about this as well. See it on Baltimore County Forever channel on YouTube. But um, and then I, I seen that he had posted he did an interview with you, so I, I'm. I listened to that. I listened to the. Um, I listened to your first episode, the flea one, and um, I was just finishing up the buckshot one. Um, I thought it was dope your approach with the buckshot, only because a lot of the stuff that I personally knew he actually was talking about, like pressing up stuff for Young and May and doing the talk, the conversations and helping and guiding Joey Badass. Like that stuff that a lot of people don't know, and he was touching on that that the business side of up down in him himself personally so it was good to hear him talk about that shout out to buckshot business buck i got him in my contact shit i could contact him anytime what up buck yeah so um yeah so that that's pretty pretty much the reason i'm like well you know it'd be kind of dope to get somebody outside of baltimore um on the show you know i don't i don't really have him in canada but we're gonna change that now but uh 
Dog, I appreciate this. So you got anything you want to, uh, anybody want to shout out? Give the, your Twitter or IG handles and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, I want to shout out uh, my IG. It's uh, Kim Lowe um, with X instead of an I. So it's K-X-N-G-L-O. Uh, my Twitter is L-O-K-X-N-G. Um, I want to shout out Vic, Mike, uh, Shannon, Natasha. Uh, my, my dog's right here in the studio. Alex and Tina right here for letting me use the studio. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, and I appreciate, I want to shout out to you, say, uh, for actually being my first interview, man. So, uh, shout out to you. I appreciate it, man. This, this definitely is history being made, and, um, I, I love what you're doing, uh, especially, like, you know, this, you doing this in, like, your first season, having <laughs> artists like that, um, what season are you on now? Like, I'm actually, this- uh, so each season is, um, every four months, so, uh, season one ended with the Ken Crooked and Raz Kaz, I actually aired them both on the same day, um, I'm on season two. Uh, season two will end uh, sometime in December, and then uh, season three, um, I got some big plans for season three. Perfect, perfect, man. But as always, people, please check out, please check out Dust from Love, um, from the Dust of Love. Please, uh, it's it's really something that's necessary in the podcast culture. It's pushing the culture forward. Uh, thank y'all, Baltimore County, forever. Baltimore County forever. What up? Thank you guys for having me, baby. Salute. I remember this.